Welcome back to the Persuasion Pitch Podcast, or if you are new, welcome. I'm your host, Jess, and here we dig into scams, other unethical business practices, and cults. Hey everyone, I am sitting here with Adam, and he is a wrestler, so that's pretty cool, and my husband's a huge fan of wrestling, by the way. Um, Yeah, so... You know, you've never been in an actual MLM, and I think it's really good to get your perspective on this because, and I always say this, like you're damned if you do and damned if you don't, because people say in MLM say, you know, you're just mad because you never made it in an MLM, and then people who've never been involved, they say, you know, you've never been involved, so how would you know? You know, so anything to make their argument uh, relevant. So so tell us a little bit about, like, you know, yourself. And also, we want to hear the story of when you were pitched an MLM. Yeah, so uh, my name is Adam, and my wrestler name is Richie Adams. Um, So, yeah, I've just been a wrestler for about 12 years, married, have a kid, and... um, it's funny because, you know, 37 years old and back in probably 2003, 2004, just looking back, I've been looking into all this like anti-MLM stuff. Um, really, it's the, the tactics they use is what most interests me, like kind of the psychology of kind of like that cult-like kind of tactics. <clears throat> uh, yeah. But it's like you look back and I look back and I've seen so many different things I didn't know at the time. I didn't know what a like MLM or pyramid scheme was back then. Uh, but, you know, my dad always told me, you know, don't fall for the sales pitches, don't fall for this. So, like, I was always kind of, you know, like iffy about salesmen, period. Not that, you know, because I know we need sales jobs, but right. just that whole, that pitch, those just, those cringy, you know, pitches they do. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, one thing I want to touch on first is so there's a, like a term that goes around called toxic positivity, which I'm sure you've heard that that term mm-hmm. before, toxic yeah. positivity. Yes. And when I learned that term recently, uh, being a pro wrestler, you know, doing promos, and like especially me being a, in quote, bad guy, you got to think of things to say to get the crowd to react to you. And I was feuding with this guy, you know, a typical good guy. And I said... Toxic positivity, that's a term I want to try to plug in somehow, some way. And I did during a promo, uh, said something like, you know, you going around, clapping hands, being all like, yeah, guys, come on. But I'm like, that's your toxic positivity. (laughs) I'll tell you, the crowd reacted in a way I never thought they would. Like so many oohs and ahs, people in the back, the producers were like, what the hell was that? I was like, that's just something I came up with. So one person asked me where I came up with that. I was like, well, honestly, I'm really big into watching like these anti-MLM videos and pyramid schemes. And that's a term that they use. And I was like, perfect. That makes me sound smarter than I actually am. But it sounds just so, you know, like bad guys to say. So, but it worked and I loved it. (laughs) People loved it. (laughs) That's funny. Yeah, um, for sure. And, you know, there's not that many... Well, I should say that MLMs love to target women specifically, um, you know, like the middle-aged 
Christian woman. That's what I say at home mom. But when you look at companies like Primerica and, um, I mean, there's a lot of, like, there's a, like, CBD companies. There's, there is, like, a few, you know, different companies where you see a lot of hunbros, I like to call them. I'm sure you know what a hunbot is. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> so, um, hunbros. And it's, like, it just hits different for me. It's, like, uh, it's so, they will argue and argue and argue. And it's, like, talking to a brick wall, which it is most of the time anyway. But, I don't know. It's just something about those hunbros. Um... <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, you were um, a, like, tell us, tell us, like, when you first didn't you get approached um, to be recruited into an MLM? Yeah, so there was one back in I'd say like 2004. There was one called a uh, Quick Star, and I moved back here because I lived here uh, from the time I was like 11 years old and graduated high school. My dad's job got transferred to Ohio. I lived there for about a year, moved back here on my own. And I lived in a house uh, with a couple buddies. And they had like another roommate that I never met before. Cool guy, whatever. Um, and one day I came home and he was arguing with one of his friends, like not brutal, but just kind of going back and forth, like, don't do it, man. That's so stupid. Da, da, da. But then I kind of popped my head and I was like, hey, what's going on? He's like, man, this guy's trying to go to this business conference in Illinois I'm like what is it he's like man they go on there they sell products and stuff like that and he thinks he can make money but I'm telling him that it's a scam and my roommate just kept trying to give out all these facts like no bro this is you make money this way and try to say that it's your own business and so that like instantly I was just kind of like hooked on it so I was like what do you do exactly he said, well, it's called Quickstar. You sign up and you start your own business. And so he said, uh, then I heard his friend tell him, dude, I will pay you more money not to go than you will make ever going to those things. <laughs> yeah, which is so that kind of note. <laughs> yeah. And so I kind of noticed uh, that after that, I don't know if my roommate thought that I was like intrigued, but I was more intrigued with the, you know, the scam part of it. Uh, then like looking back now, I kind of noticed like we'd be in there talking then he would just automatically pop up with like energy drink and just like crack it open and kind of looking around, like trying to get people to be like, man, what's that? But no one bought into it because I was like, oh, whatever. But he would go to these these like meetings and conference calls. And then I'd be like, hey, man, so how much money did you make today? He's like, oh, nothing yet, man. Here in about four months, when my business grows. I was making this and that. And I was like, dude, go out, get an actual job you'll be fine. I was like, I work, you know, 734. I make not that much money, but it's guaranteed paycheck. And yours just kind of sounds like really scamish. Mm -hmm. uh, but needless to say, he never made any money. And I think he finally, finally realized that, okay, screw this. So um, it's, I was quick star. Then fast forward a couple years later, I'm on my way home from work. And one of my first friends, which were still really good friends to this day, one of the first friends I ever made when I moved here, um, I like knew him real well in high school and stuff, like in, uh, throughout my whole life. And I hadn't talked to him in probably two, three years. And he calls me one day, say, hey, man, what's going on? I'm like, what's up? I haven't heard from him in a while. He's like, well, want to know if I could uh, come by sometime and uh, talk some business. So I'm like, okay, sure. Like, I didn't know what it was. Mm -hmm. Um, like I thought 
he was gonna come over maybe he has like some side gigs whatever uh then i meet him outside of my apartment and he parks his car he gets out and he's like hello adam i'm like dude what's that like you never say hello adam you're always like hey what's up man so I thought that was kind of odd like you're never like mm, gotta be business like yeah so he gets out then he's wearing like slacks and a shirt then he goes to his back seat gets his uh suit jacket puts it on very swiftly just like in one swoop like boom jacket's on i was like okay and then he goes to his trunk and gets out like an energy drink and i noticed it was the same drink my roommate had um i think it's called like xs or something like whatever energy drinks they sold in quick star and amway um then he like opens it and he's like all proud of it like wanting me to be like bro what's that but i didn't then he comes in and we're sitting down kind of talking a little bit and then he grabs people then he grabs a piece of paper and he starts doing the uh i don't know if you've ever seen the bubble like the uh, mcdonald's bubble skit where he says you go to mcdonald's right i was like i don't know sometimes and he's like they sell four million hamburgers a year this and that they started off as one company and then they grew oh this and this and he starts yeah. drawing all these bubbles and i was like hey bro he's like what's up i was like is this quick star he's like yeah i was like Oh yeah, like I had a roommate one time. He tried to sell him on that, and I was like, "That's BS. I don't want that." So he, I kind of felt bad, but he wasn't like mad at me. But he was like, "Okay, well, never mind." So he tried, but once I was like, "Yeah, no, dude." He was like, "Okay," so we kicked back, drank a couple of beers, and hung out. Then that was that. So he never like kept on approaching me. Like he never, you know, thought I was negative or whatever. Like whatever they say. Like he didn't cut me out of his life. He knew that I had my thoughts about it, but he never like approached me again. So years, years and years later, you know, I've kind of been like, hey, remember when you were in Quick Star? He's like, yeah. I was like, so what made you stop or get out of it? He's like, well, yeah, I mean, I was a little brainwashed. I didn't make as much money as I thought, you know, because it went on the space, like where to be like, oh, you guys are partying, getting drunk. I'm going to go make money. I'm like, okay, cool. But never made any money. So it's just. Right. <clears throat> um so yeah yeah stuff like that but uh like i said we're good friends to this day he didn't try to you know persuade me he didn't tell me that i was a bad friend he just caught on that i was like no he was like okay cool but that's one thing they use that uh, mcdonald's thing yeah. they draw a bunch of bubble drawing how many franchises they do how many they do a year i was like well you go in you buy it and you pay money i mean this it sounds like you're really trying to sell me on joining a team rather than sell me a product because right. he was like oh like all i do is go around and sell these little things all day the energy drinks i'm like that's why you got it out that's why my roommate had him he was trying to get us to first buy them and then be like you know sell them right right and you know so you were wrestling at the time whenever he pitched you this no, not yet. I didn't wrestle oh, okay. until 2009. This was like 2005 when he approached me. But before oh, okay. I started wrestling, uh, like another quick star thing. One last story about quick star. Sorry. It's <laughs> fine. Um, so I, it was one Sunday afternoon. I don't know why I remember, but I do. I was at Barnes and Nobles, right? Looking for a book. I was really into getting a, like John Gotti books and mob story and true crime books. And I was walking around and I was wearing like slacks and a shirt, nothing fancy. And this kid kept walking past me and he finally approached me. He's like, Hey man, that's a nice shirt. I'm like, okay, thanks. He's like, you go to school. I was like, no. Uh, then I said, 
do you work here? Cause I'm trying to look for a book. And he's like, no, what are you looking for? I was like, okay, well he must work here. So I was like, oh, I'm looking for this true crime, uh, crime thing. He's like, well, actually I don't work here. I'm like, well, what are you doing? <laughs> and then, uh, he just kind of like asked about school. So I was just like, okay. So I just gradually just walk away from him. And then fast forward a couple months later, I'm at Best Buy. And that back when we went to stores to buy things, that's weird. Uh, <laughs> I was at Best Buy. <laughs> and I see these, these hands in my peripheral. He waves his hands in front of the movies and he says, lots of movies, huh? I was like, Ooh. yeah, that I look at so it. And I'm like, where do I know this kid? I was like, it was bothering me. I was like, okay, I've seen him somewhere. So I was kind of like, yep, lots of movies. And he kind of like asked me where I worked. I was like, told him what I did for a living. And he's like, yeah, I mean, I like to go around and try to get people to start their own business. I'm like, okay, bye. And then I like literally, like Jess, I'm not lying. About a month later, I'm at Walmart. I'm looking at the Gatorades. I see this kid beelining toward me. And he does a whole, uh, like, like he does the same hand wave he's like lots of beverages i'm like dude who are you how did you find me like by this time i'm literally thinking this kid is stalking me like i was genuinely like are you following me and so i just kind of like start to walk away then he brings up quickstar.com i'm like that's what you're doing i was like well i've seen you before man and like no that's not my thing like i know you're because I know you're trying to get out there and hustle, but no, man, that's not my thing. It's like, yeah, well, uh, right now I work for myself, so I make my own hours. I'm like, that, that's cool, man, but I'm good. I'm set. Was it the same <laughs> so, guy that was in Barnes & Noble? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So all four times, there was oh, one more time. All four God. times, was the same, the oh. same kid. Yeah. And so what so he was doing was just going to different you. stores and, yeah, so just, just hanging out. But I don't think he remembered me like I think he just approaches so many people that he forgets right who he's you know talking to so oh my I don't think like now like I don't think he was like following me but at first I was thinking that by the second or third time I was like okay is this kid following me like I was literally like looking over my shoulder when I left my apartment I was like man this kid is following me it's by that by that time when he said quick star I was like oh and so I just kind of leave it. I was like, no, man, I'm good. And then about a month or two goes by. I'm at Best Buy again. I'm looking and I finally see, and I see this kid walk toward me. And before he could even say anything, I wasn't like, you know, like an a-hole towards him. I was just like, hey, man, like before he could even speak, I was like, dude, I've seen you about four times now. I don't want your quick star thing. I don't want your pitch. I was like, just please don't approach me again. Uh, that's not my thing and he just kind of like acted like i had just kicked his puppy i'm like dude you can't be going around just hanging out at stores and just talking to people and because you talked to me four times and you don't remember me that should tell you this isn't working <laughs> so that was like the main thing that was my last experience with quickstar but i just remember that like that's what kind of made me think back to all the times that people tried to like approach me about it and when they talk about it but what they do is yeah they just go to different stores all day all night wherever they can kind of in the same area and they just they they just find someone young 
that looks like, hey, they might want to join, then he just, just talks to them all day. Right, right. So, like, you know, that happens a lot with MLMs, actually, because I've heard about people saying that they were approached in Target and in Walmart, and I've never been approached in a store like that. Um, thank goodness, because I would have, I'm sure, said something, but yeah. Yeah, like, it was scary at first, like, and, like, I was genuinely, like, man, do I need to be watching back because this kid is, like, obsessed but I wasn't doing anything at the time. I wasn't wrestling yet, but it was just like, just very odd. Then when he said. So I was like, dang, there it is. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And the reason I asked if you were wrestling at the time is because I thought, you know, like the energy drinks and I don't know, maybe they preyed upon you because they knew that you, you know, <laughs> needed energy to fight. I don't know, or wrestle. Um, yeah. But, yeah. Um, yeah, they, they do do that a lot. Um, go in stores. Like, that's what, I've, like, what I hear. Um, you know, people where I live, they, they know how I feel about MLM, so no one approaches me at all, ever. Yeah. Um, not even a Facebook message. And I mean, I'm glad because it's, I don't have to deal with the aggravation, but then again, I kind of like secretly hope they would just so I could like hit them with facts. Um, yeah. But yeah, I definitely have made a name for myself um, everywhere around here. Like every single Herbalife nutrition shop that I know of, like on the, like in the whole South, the Gulf South, Louisiana, Mississippi, like I'm blocked from their page before I've ever even commented on it. So they must have a group chat going or something. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, I mean, go ahead. I was actually born and raised in Louisiana. Oh, really? What Shreveport, part? Louisiana. Oh, Shreveport. Yeah, fun. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm an hour from New Orleans, so I'm down. Oh, but I have family from Shreveport, so it's just small world. Cool. Um, so whenever you, because I know that you mentioned beforehand about a, a job interview that you went to. Oh, oh yeah. gosh. Okay. So a couple episodes ago, you had someone on for It Works. Uh, like it was a guy that made that, that juice documentary, that documentary right. about the, the slave circle. circle. Which, yeah. Like I've watched it three times and other things. Great. Yes. And, <laughs> He said the thing about the job interviews and he takes your resume, he circles it, he writes stuff down. Mm -hmm. so I've been at the same company that I worked for, for about, in total, about 15 years. Uh, started there in 07. And about 2015, I had quit. Like I was only gone for about six months, but I thought uh, I need to get away from here for a bit. So I quit. Took a job for actually less pay because I thought it was going to help me with my mental health because I feel like I was just going down a dark hole just like all the stuff in my job but anyways mm -hmm. um I took a job kind of doing the same thing it was a smaller company uh then three months later got laid off I'm like well that was a waste of time and so I started uh, like I got laid off and the next day I had applied for jobs put my resume out there before I even got out of bed I was just on it like gotta find a job gotta get this had a kid on the way mm -hmm. uh, um so I got an email from someone uh, that says, hey, like do a job interview, but didn't really say what the company was. Hmm. And so 
I was like, okay. So they called me, set up a job interview. And so I was like, well, can I, like, what do y'all do? And he didn't say much other than sales insurance. I'm like, well, I've never been in sales and never done that. But at this point, I need to see without, you know, mm-hmm. like, I just go check, see what's out there. Uh, so my wife was kind of like, babe, no, you don't sell insurance. What are you doing? I was like, just humor me, dear, please. <clears throat> and so, so I go to this job interview and I'm still kind of like, why would they contact me? I've never been in sales. This is, this is weird. So I go to this place, pretty nice office. Uh, they had me sit there and this guy brings me into an office, this big office, big round table. And he starts talking to me and he does that thing. He grabs my resume and he starts circling and starts making notes. Oh man. And uh, finally I was like, okay, what do you guys do here? He's like, oh, we sell life insurance to senior citizens. I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, so you pyramid schemes prey on young people. You're yeah, on old yeah. people. I know people need insurance. I know, I understand it. But just me, like, I don't have that salesman-like mentality. Like, I just feel like if you don't want something, I'm like, okay, it's gonna be a horrible salesman, you know? Like, I just, if you want it, you want it. If you don't, you don't kind of thing. Right. And I just couldn't see myself making like cold calls or, just I don't know and so so I was like well I have nothing else going on so he starts talking to me he's like oh yeah man I made $90,000 my first year it's 100% commissions you get all the money but what I didn't realize it's like he probably meant like 100% of what you make is only on commissions but that doesn't mean you get all of the commission you know what I'm saying right right so uh but okay so then I asked I was like well why did you call me? Because I've never been in sales. Like I've been in the aircraft industry for 13, 14 years. And he says, oh, well, this right here, you've been at the same job for 12 years. So stuff like that. We need people that are dedicated. Da, da, da. So I'm like, you literally just came up with that on the fly because you didn't think I was going to ask, hey, what are you writing down on my resume? Hey, why did you call me? You know, because you know, guy's been in aircraft. Why would I be a good life insurance salesman? Right. <clears throat> and so he uh, walks me around. And it kind of reminded me, like, maybe I analyzed things too much and just being on, like, uh, like having my guard up. But I feel like as he was walking me around, there was, like, these setups. Like, he'd walk me past, uh, like, oh, this is the, uh, the uh, general vice president, whatever, you know, the head guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, then he's on his phone, but he's standing there, like, at the doorway talking to me, like, as the vice president, whatever, is, like, talking on his phone. And he's, like, talking to him, talking to me, like, shut up. So I'm just like, like if I was him on the phone, like I'd be like, get out of my office. I'm on the phone. But he was just like talking, talking, talking. Yeah, when you ever have a problem, you go to him. Hopefully that won't happen. <laughs> like nudges me. I'm like, this is, I'm so done with this place. This is cringe. So I, uh, then he walks me past what they call the boiler room, which I know boiler rooms exist. But it was like he walks me past his room as a like, yeah, like once a day, people come in here to, you know, maybe like if their sales aren't up to par, they come here and they put their heads together and they make phone calls, get on the phone and, you know, get those sales up. But then like, as he walks me in the room, it's like people were like walking around on the phone. Like everyone's like broke each other. Then there's like, like a couple of people that look up at me and like smile, like, Hey, thumbs up. This is a great place to work. So I'm just like, I can't believe this is happening. Like I seriously thought it was like a sales skit. Uh, like how they just kind of like put plants there just to say right. hey, do this so we can get people in the door type thing you know right they make it look like um, people are so busy yeah so but i'm like surely <laughs> there's like 
not many people that are like, hey, please, please sell me insurance. You know, it's just like, I don't know. But, um, he walks past and I was about to go to this other part of the office, but he kind of blocks me from doing it. But I saw for a very brief time, there was like behind these cubicles, a row of tables. And I saw two or three people sitting there with no computers, with a phone and a list. Mm. So I was like, that's who first started. That's where they're saying, hey, welcome to the team. And I'll go back here and make all these calls to get numbers so you can send to your, let's call them your upline or whatever, the people that are going to actually make the commission. So you get all these names, Mm -hmm. you make the calls, you get them interested, send them to us, then they'll make the sale. So it's like these poor kids, it's like $9,000 my first year, but they're just back there, no computer, like nothing but a phone and a list of of names and a pen. I'm like, that is a no-go. He walks me outside. He's like, yeah, sometimes, you know, we got to rejuvenate. Like sometimes on Fridays, my sales are down. And like, I'll go down to the church, say a prayer down at St. Uh, whatever's. And I was like, what? yeah, I'm Catholic too. Then he mentions, oh, you're Catholic too? I'm like, yeah. Then he goes, man, don't you think that's faith that God brought us here together today? I was like, oh, okay, I'll see you later. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, so was it Primerica? No, it was uh, it was called Strong Family Medical. That was like an insurance place. Like they like they weren't necessarily a pyramid scheme, but like I said, they used those pyramid scheme like tactics. tactics that I've seen. Kind of like that whole, you know, like I said, sales skits and kind of plants. Like put people here, say, "Oh, do this while we walk people around." Like that's kind of what it reminded me of, was that mentality. It sounds of- so much like Primerica <laughs> because they have the list. I mean, I'm sure they all do it, but you know, um, yeah, because I went to a quote Primerica meeting and in their office they had like the round table and it just reminded me so much of of Primerica. So what was the name of it? Uh, Strong Family Medical. Okay. Like I know they're like a legit insurance company that like they do actually sell insurance, but I think it was just mainly the way they present it. And, like, right. Hey, come work here. They just put on that, that whole so, thing. Yeah. But I know they're like an actual company. But yeah, because you weren't going to get like an hourly pay or a salary. You'd correct. have to sell this insurance in order to get paid. Yes. Um, and they said senior citizens, like, oh my gosh. Okay. Yes. Um <laughs> Yeah, it's yeah, it sounds so much like Primerica. It really does. Um, so that was the job interview that um, you went to. And so you also mentioned something about a wedding venue. Oh, man. Yes. Okay. This thing made me so agitated. So the wedding venues we looked at, um, we looked at like four or five. We'd be in there maybe 10, 15 minutes tops. Show us around, give us a list of the prices and all that. and Boom, out you go. Call us if you, you know, want us. Uh, there was this really nice place here in town. It was like an old mansion, like an old house uh, that someone bought, turned it into a wedding venue. Uh, so it was kind of small. But anyways, I I meet my now wife there, like after work one Saturday. Like I'd been up since like five, so I just, you know, we're going to go, then get some lunch, go home and rest. Well, this guy starts like walking us around and he's just 
explaining every minute detail and just just so long and it was just like dragging on and before we even sat down to talk about prices we were there for like an hour and 15 minutes it was just like just brutal just like <laughs> this and that these people did this so finally i was like well we kind of got to go so can mm -hmm. we and they did it like then he did that thing like oh let me show you one more thing let me show you the outdoor then can we finally sit down to talk and this other girl is like walking around so they sit down and he gives us a piece of paper while so i was like cool here's the prices but no it's a little questionnaire he wanted you to circle the top two things you want your wedding to be like traditional classic vintage da, da, da. so we we're like what are we doing so i was like so we circled two then he's like oh i think if we did this this and that then we can make it look like this so now i'm kind of nudging my wife i was like we got to get the hell out of here and so finally starts going over the prices and as he's talking the girl next to him his partner starts like circling things on this list and writing free on it and uh, the reason why like i bring up sales skits is because like as she's doing this he stops and he looks at her and goes well i wasn't gonna give them all that for free but i guess we have to because you already told them here you go here's all the stuff for free here's your price i'm like that is so pathetic like the stuff she was circling was like table and chairs and tablecloths and napkins, like stuff that is included with the place you know so she was oh. like trying to make it seem like oh but he want this that's extra so she was like circling things but he was like oh well i wasn't gonna do that much for him but now we have to because you've already committed to giving him all this stuff for free <laughs> <laughs> like okay so making it uh, sound like they were giving you a really good deal when yes. in actuality like it just came with the place anyway yes which just reminded me so much of like that yeah you know, like, tactics the same tactics yeah yeah so it was like and what really sucked is when we left my wife left and my car wouldn't start so i had to like not only like give him this cringy reaction to a sales pitch i also had to say is it okay if i leave my car in your parking lot so i can get it towed so he was like oh i guess you have to get married here because if you don't i can get your car towed <laughs> like, oh jeez. Like you weren't put through enough torture. You had, you really wanted to get exactly. away from there and then like your cars suck. Yeah. So it was like <laughs> an hour and 45 minutes. We were stuck here. Then the place we actually chose to get married at, we peeped our head in, was there for like maybe 10 minutes. Like, okay, we'll do this place. But they were, he was like, oh, the DJ is this much. Okay. So then he made the whole mistake of like, yeah the dj they'll just be there like on their iphone and some bluetooth speakers i was like why would you tell me that because right. it's probably how some djs how they operate but it's like why would you sell that like why is that a selling point like oh there's right. a guy on his iphone just pulling up songs like i can just do it myself yeah you could just get pandora for like a, a free pass for 99 cents and not have any ads and hook it up to a bluetooth speaker uh, yeah so the <laughs> So the whole gimmick here is just, I've been mesmerized by like the way people can try to sell things. And it's like so noticeable, like whenever you start looking into it, it's just so noticeable how like even in like car salesmen, like I know, like I'm not hating on all salesmen. Like, like I'm just saying when they start to use those, those tactics and, right. and those little kits and plants, it's just become so like, I don't even want this thing anymore, you know? 
Yeah, I mean, I do see a lot of people, um, like, they they remind me of sleazy, tacky, I mean, I'll go ahead and say it, um, used car salesmen, not all of them are like this, but the ones that will, you know, like, let's say the car is wrecked, so they'll, like, spray paint something to hide, I don't know, and they know that this car is, you know, a lemon, and, but they will lie just to sell you the car, you know, this sleazy people um but yeah Yeah. and you know I, I don't just call out MLMs but I call out you know scams in general and shady business practices in general um with the um the Quickstar um it was founded also by Richard DeVos and as many people know, he was the founder of Amway. So I'm guessing that Quickstar, Quickstar, they are no longer in business, but it also really reminds me of, um, of Vimma. Have you seen the documentary on that? Oh boy. We got some things to talk about, about (laughs) that documentary. I've watched probably five times. It's hilarious, but also, yeah. <laughs> it's got that, like, that early 2010s, like, super bro-hun vibe, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, yep. like, the whole thing. Like, you can watch things online. Like, like there's different, uh, like, videos of people just, like, videoing just them just broing about this, this energy drink and how they're going to be so rich and so famous. Then uh, mm-hmm. the thing that I like watching is, like, I went down this rabbit hole of, like, the uh, meetings they do like when they set up meetings at like their apartments and these guys are talking like super super fast like Mm -hmm. yeah this is this amount of income this it's just like you're either gonna be like get the f out of here with this stuff or you're gonna be mesmerized by the potential of like the amount of money you can make so it's just (laughs) i can't believe nowadays because i feel like nowadays like those kind of tactics, like so many people have caught on to. So it's like, they probably got to find different ways to try to sell. But I feel like that was like just perfect documentary to watch. Like if you want to see kind of my passion, like knowing like the tactics, like that's like the perfect thing to watch. Like that Vima documentary. Yeah. Insane. Yeah. And I'll leave that down in the show notes for anyone who has not seen it yet. But yeah, I mean, this whole, I mean, it is a rabbit hole with MLMs. And like I always say, the only thing that we can do because MLMs are so engraved in our society now, in our economic system, um, the yeah. only way that we're going to stop this is to educate people and to urge them to research, you know, to let them know, like, don't join this. Or if a friend or family member is in one, um, you know, let them know what's going on so they will get out of it but just to prevent people from joining in the first place um i have so many ideas like um college campuses when they have job fairs they should never allow mlms to go to these job fairs to try to recruit people um it's that's horrible and then craft shows like letting them go get a table at a craft show which is going to negatively affect real small businesses um, you know, again, I really want to do this. Like, I want to get some material printed up to hand out to colleges, hand out to organizers of craft shows, um, you know, but yeah, it's going to take, and I mean, the anti-MLM community has grown 
tremendously over the past few years. Um, when I first started looking into all of this, um, there was not that many YouTube creators. Um, there was not that many pages and Instagram handles that exposed MLMs. And I've yeah. personally seen it like just blow up, which is great, you know, because we want to get the, the word out. So, yeah, yeah I think uh, like even two, just kind of putting together something like what I'm talking about. Cause I know like what I talk about, probably some people that are like super into the whole digging up the financials, but maybe it's like something, you know, maybe it's stuff you've seen that you never thought you saw. Maybe you can look back and say, mm -hmm. Oh, my friend did kind of say this one time. Maybe like that can be like a red flag too. It's like right. different tactics. You know, that you use like if you, yeah. Yeah. Whenever you look, look at things through a different lens like what you've researched you see things so differently and then you're like oh oh, I, oh okay yeah you kind of like put two and two together yeah, but yeah. you know and then like just to educate our future you know like my son um right before covid hit he was working on a um a paper in his gifted class and it was on the dangers of mlms and he was only in fifth grade at the time and was it fifth? yeah fifth grade and i was just so proud of him of course but you know just to let the children know hey watch out for this stuff um and he he's in sixth grade now but he um like if somebody says something he's like that sounds like an mlm that sounds like a scam <laughs> because uh, nowadays because i'm in a couple like anti-mlm facebook groups Mm -hmm. And one of the things that I like to see is like the little randomly planted whatever nail polish or oh the color street. Which, mm -hmm. uh, then it's like you're talking about something different, but you try to put whatever like in the picture to make people mm -hmm. be like, oh gee, what's that? But it's yeah. like like also too, I've seen several like moms say these like off the wall stories like, oh, I woke up this morning and my seven-year-old kid was like mommy you're gonna do it today <laughs> and it's like oh don't bring your kids into this thing. right like a, oh yeah you like know talking there... about cures of sicknesses and like oh Which... i was this way and you know you can take this and be cured of whatever you can lose weight but it's like, no, Which like is I heard illegal. The one about sorry which is illegal by the way they cannot make these health claims like that um yeah, which by the way, I mean, losing weight and exercising, like when you see the things about just drink this fizzy, whatever, yeah. lose weight. No, it's, you know, for a guy like me <clears throat> that was pretty chubby in high school and started wrestling, lost 80 pounds. What that was, there was no secret sauce. Right. It's all snake oil. Being consistent. <laughs> uh, like it's all about being consistent. You got to stay on track and there's nothing. There's no snake oil you can take. There's no pill, right. no fizzy powder you can take mm -hmm. to make it work. It's going to be a challenge no matter what you do. Right. I just find it kind of offensive for someone that used to struggle with his weight. You know, it's just kind of like, yeah, you know, just just to say something like, oh, take this. Oh, mm -hmm. you didn't take it. Well, that's why you didn't lose. That. It's yeah. just so, so cringy. It is. I mean, if they really and truly found the secret to losing weight just by drinking something, it, I mean, it would go 
it would be everywhere. It would be all over the news. It would be sold out. You know, they wouldn't have right. to be promoting it on Facebook. Um, right. it, it, it is offensive. It's, it's really offensive when people, and I've seen messages that people have received from individuals saying, Hey, you know, I saw you put on a few pounds. Uh, you know, here's oh. the stuff I'm like, Oh, I, if I would have gotten one of those messages, oh, I would have just went slap off. It's so rude. It's disgusting. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 And also about the Facebook groups is I actually today, like this happened today, someone had commented on one of my things because uh, they had mentioned they were in It Works. And I was like, please do tell. And she left me this <laughs> like six paragraph thing. So I was like, you know what? Today, like I'll be on this podcast called the Persuasion Pitch, and <laughs> if you're into telling your story, I will totally hook you up because she will jump all over this. Because she tells me this this pair, you know, the six <laughs> paragraph thing about her process and doing it and selling what they made her do on Facebook. Like I won't say too much, but I really think it's cool that you know just by me saying, "Oh yeah, I'll be on this podcast." Like I got several comments, like, "Please tell me what it is." So now you're gonna have a few more. Because people are going to be like, hey, what's the podcast called? Let me reach out to her. Oh, and I appreciate that. Yeah. I mean, the I mean, we just, the more people we reach, the better. And right. it's, you know, you'll still get the, oh, every business is a pyramid. No, it's not. Um, you know, it's, it's 2022 now. So can we just stop the stigma? You know, but it's 2022. So stop falling for multi-level marketing companies. Wow. Um, so I've just, you know, it's, it takes a village for sure to educate everyone. And it just boils down to research and not purchasing anything from a friend or family member because it is not helping them. You know, right. you can support them as a person, but, yeah. you know, supporting an unethical business is, it's going to hurt them in the long run. So, yeah, yeah. And I feel like it's so weird that things like Herbalife is like so big Yeah, that all the stories they have, because here in town, you know, because once I started noticing it, it's like, they're everywhere, shakes, but they don't say the name of the company. And uh, like, I was kind of hesitant on saying this, but whatever. So there's a guy I used to wrestle with and I had to go pick up some flyers for a show. Mm -hmm. And he said, I'll be at my buddy's vitamin shop. So if you come here before the meeting, I'll give them to you. Well, I was kind of late. Okay, so I kind of had to wait. And I knew what he was in <laughs> and he's never tried to piss me off. Like he's never tried to sell. Like he doesn't make posts about it, which I kind of respect in that aspect. Like he doesn't approach people about it, but um, I had to wait on him. And this 15 minutes I spent, I actually, on one of my old phones, I actually hit record <laughs> because of like, they were talking and like on the microphone, there was like, I don't know, 40 people there. They're like, on the count of three, tell us what kind of shakes you had this morning. One, two, three. Then they'll like scream out what shakes they had uh, going around the room. Be like, I lost 50 pounds and today i made four thousand dollars and everyone's woo and they're playing like little clips of songs like every time someone talks and i'm like what that just screams cult it's a cult <laughs> yeah and so it's like they said oh we got some very special guest speakers coming in <laughs> so these people like come in the door like, like super late and like oh here's so-and-so they're the president 
they made a million dollars. They're in the super triple diamond thunder hunt club uh, <laughs> that you can't reach unless you sell a million dollars. So it's just like, and they start talking. They're just like, yeah, I mean, put your mind to it. Then I go outside. Jess, these people had, it was like a Dodge Viper or something like some brand new super like sports car. But I think it was like a Viper or something or a Ferrari. And they had this huge herbal life sticker on the windshield. Oh my gosh. And like as people are leaving, they are getting swarmed with like these these fanboys and fangirls, just like, oh my God, this, 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 just getting like swarmed by people. And I was like, I wonder, you know, because like I was there, like I know I wasn't a target, but if there was a few people there, because I know they mentioned that they're thinking about joining, I was like, man, they probably did that to be like. To do this, so we can get them to be like, I want that. Like, let me join that because that's what I want. I want that right. white, whatever car with that ridiculous sticker on there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I have went into a couple of nutrition shops and recorded them secretly. I didn't purchase anything. And right. you know, those teas, which is really no tea in it. Um, so silver lining lessons. I'm not sure if you've heard of her but she has a TikTok and also a website where she has taken um drink mixes from walmart and did a comparison and it's like the same exact amount of caffeine besides it's from walmart and you can make the same quote teas with the same amount of energy for like 17 cents a tea and their teas are like eight bucks so yeah yeah, so uh-huh. here's one thing too is uh, while I was waiting, uh, sorry to cut you off, he actually like offered me a drink and I was like, uh, so I took like four sips of this tea. Mm-hmm. I could not go to bed until like one o'clock in the morning. Oh, so wow. I text him, I was like, what was in this thing? And he starts listening off like, oh, it's got this and this and this. I was like, yeah, 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 whatever. How much caffeine was in that thing? Because I feel like I'm tweaking here. Like I cannot go to bed. Wow. What was in that tea? Like, so I, I drank the tea. I didn't buy the tea, but I drank the tea slightly but it kept me up for hours yeah they i've seen stories of people having to go to like the emergency room over the teas and you know a 20 i think she was 23 year old female um she passed away from um liver failure and they do think that it was contributed to these teas the only reason that herbalife is still in operation today is because they were paid off they paid off the then district attorney um, not to testify against them in court. And like I say, and I don't get into politics, but MLMs are a, you know, not a partisan issue because that is now our vice president who was the district attorney then. Um, wow. Yeah. So, it, I mean, and it's on both sides of, of every, you know, of political um, things, you know, as long as they have the money to pay people off, they will. It yeah. goes so deep. Thank you for coming on. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Sorry to randomly message you, but like I said, I've listened to your podcast for a while and I've just been really wanting to tell that thing about, you know, that kid that tracked me down or <laughs> ran into me four times and just like the whole thing about back in the day, you see it like back before I met my roommate with the quick star, like I fell for buying this stupid pin with a radio in it so like i was working at a restaurant <laughs> yeah. and this this guy comes in with a suit and tie like oh this and that so i'm like i'm not falling for it so, like all the ladies jumped all over like oh, i'm gonna get it for my grandkids da, da, da. so he was like talking to me then i was being like really standoffish so he hands me one of these like 
six dollars a piece but you know what like i'll toss you two for 11 bucks i'm like <laughs> no i'll just take the one then i put it in my ear and it was like such a hunk of crap i don't know if i can cuss but i wanted to say something else but it's you like <laughs> it was such a piece of shit and it was just like i finally was like here cashier would you like to have this i don't want it and she's like okay and it was just like this pen it has a little tuner on it and it was like such as big a pen with a radio that was back when radios were still a thing but it's like like i know they still are but you know uh but it's just like why and how did i fall for this thing but it's because of this guy i let him speak to me and being young mm-hmm. just that that once put second i put my guard down mm-hmm. i freaking fell for it that's five dollars i'll never get back so i hope <laughs> one day i see him i'm like hey remember that five bucks you owe me right oh my gosh you sound like me like i loaned someone two dollars <laughs> one time and i'm like where's my two dollars <laughs> Where's my two dollars at? Like I was young, but like still, it's two bucks. (laughs) I didn't want to tell my story, like anything I can do to help. Um, And like especially get these other people sent your way that were actually in an MLM that could contribute even more than I can, you know? Yeah, I mean, I appreciate it. Yeah, so I mean, I'm glad that, you know, you started messaging me at first. I was like, you know what, just come on. So I really enjoyed it. And, you know, I'll probably do some more episodes like these in the future. So reach out. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I'll link everything. Um, just send me what you want me to link, and I'll link it in the show notes. I'll pause it right now. But As always, I hope that everyone has a great rest of the day and a great rest of the week. Thanks so much for listening.